hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Welcome to Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of Back-Row.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. Of course, this is another episode of Cream of the Crud, where my good friend Carlo... hey We talk about movies we've been watching, news of notable physical releases, things we've been screening, all of that, and so much more. It's a potpourri of podcasting for the cinematically deranged... It's been a while. It's been like two months. <laughs> uh, yeah. When was the last time? March twenty. Yeah. yeah, more than a month. But you know, Woo. life life gets in the way. I know. I know. <laughs> what can you do? Totally. We had a vacation. You uh, had one. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> the vacation got in the way. I feel like we were gonna record, and I was feeling under the weather. I didn't want to. Oh chance yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Didn't want to. Get what was I doing? My throat blown out or something. <laughs> mm. Did you end up like being sick? Actually? I wasn't. No, but I w- I felt like crap that day, and then the next day I okay. you know, I went to bed early and then felt fine the next day. So I was like, probably a good idea that I didn't talk yeah. for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. That probably helped. Sometimes you just have those kind of days, like you just feel like feel like I'm getting sick. This might be a that. thing, and then you go to bed and you wake up. You're like, oh no, totally yes. fine. I guess I dodged it. I'm so defeatist. Yeah. (laughs) I go like, great. All right. Oh, man, I'm sick. This sucks. Oh, fuck. What am I going to do? Yeah. I like if I feel like I'm getting sick, I just jump straight into like, this is it, I guess. (laughs) This is it. I'm dead. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm writing my will tonight. This last chance I'm getting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but Um, we're back. You have any, I feel like for a while you had a ton of film festival stuff going on. What have you been doing lately other than, I mean, that's over now. Yeah. Uh, it's, I feel like everyone's taking a break. We haven't even had like a feedback meeting okay. yet for the Brussels film festival. I was kind of yeah. expecting there to be one. I felt like there was talk about that in an, in an email thread or something, but just nothing came of it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what I've, what have, have I been doing? Just leaning into free time. Yeah, just, you know, watching movies, uh, whatever I want to watch. Like yeah. nothing in function of uh, we might be able to screen this or, totally. you know, uh, that's nice. Because <laughs> I like helping out at the film festivals, mm-hmm. um, but it just, it kind of cuts into your time to just watch whatever. Yeah. So now I'm doing that again, just watching whatever. And, nice. Uh, yeah, you know, it's been good. Been watching more, um, taking a backseat on the Tuxata stuff a little bit. Okay. But still going at it. <laughs> nice. You're like backseat, but also driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely backseat driver for Tuxata. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Enough. Uh, I guess this is sort of Tuxata because I ended up watching a ton of uh, kaiju movies for Cinema 60. Sweet. Uh, th- this is an episode that's con- going to come out. I don't know when might be a month, two months more. It d- okay. depends on their schedule. They have a few in the can. 
uh bart and jenna yeah uh but yeah we we recorded one uh and that was nice just yeah know, being able to uh getting being enabled to talk about kaiju movies for two yeah. hours was quite nice and introducing other people like bart and jenna they are not super familiar with kaiju movies necessarily mm. um and it was nice to introduce a couple of my favorites to them uh, yeah and, and i feel like they like most of them like there's one nice. that bart wasn't a big fan of which was admittedly the stupidest movie i suggested to them <laughs> um it's the, the king kong versus robot king kong movie okay king kong escapes um but yeah other than that that was good um and yeah uh, look forward to that whenever that comes out i don't know i really don't know when that comes out but this yeah. year definitely this year <laughs> it's funny it's uh, sometimes it's interesting like you know you try and get like a hold on people's tastes and it's interesting that like um you say that it was the stupidest one and it's interesting because i just think <laughs> like sometimes bart and jenna they'll like really like kind of hooey and stupid stuff but it's sure. like it's hard to tell what brand of that will like go one way or the other sometimes with cinema 60 i feel like i don't know it's in, just yeah. interesting to try and be like what what are they gonna like this <laughs> yeah no exactly because uh they definitely sometimes seem to go for that but not yeah as much or as consistently as mm -hmm. we we're, we're probably admittedly more lowbrow than yeah. Cinema 60, even though I, I also like, you know, like classic movies. Exactly. But, but I don't know. I don't even know if I can call most of those like high bro. It's just like old movies. Like mm -hmm. they're not necessarily high bro. In, yeah. In, in my opinion. But yeah, I feel like the, the more niche and the more stupid and the more you're like, you just get more into acquired tastes. Yeah. And, and that probably explains it. Like, you know, like even we, we disagree a lot on the more obscure you go, the more niche, the more stupid movies. Mm -hmm. it, it, like the the hit ratio becomes more narrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like very specific things that make the fireworks in your brain go off. Totally. You know? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's just the way. <laughs> yeah um well we're gonna have ants we're gonna have uh questions and answers from the community later in the episode so if you go to cre uh crud wait what's our website crudbuddies.club oh yeah uh, yeah you can join it. the discord we have a channel in there um i do post about our thursday night screenings that i do uh kind of externally from crud buddies but all crud buddies are invited on thursdays yeah um and yeah so crudbuddies.club head over there ask us questions in the cream of the crud channel and we'll <laughs> get to them by the end of the episode but instead of that we're going to talk about some movies and movie releases first um so it's been a while since we kind of dove into blu-ray releases mm -hmm. uh, i have a big list here What'd you um, so I just want to just right off the top, a, a couple like quick mentions. Mm -hmm. So Criterion's releasing After Hours, um, okay, which I feel like has been a long time coming in like 4K. It's like and and I, I feel like I'm, it might not even have been on a very good Blu-ray for a long time. It was one yeah, of those was just movies. About to ask like, is this a first time Blu-ray thing? I think it might be because I, I I know for years I was going, when is this going to happen? Um, yeah, and that's like probably my favorite scorsese so 
Um, yeah, I'm I'm not a huge Scorsese fan, but I do remember also liking After Hours. Yeah, so. I love After, so I'm just very over the moon about that. Nice. Um, and then the un- the other one that I was kind of over the moon about was a Shout Factory release. They're putting out Sorority House Massacre. I think this uh, might have been on Blu-ray, but it's this is a new 2K scan of the camera negative. Oh, is and, this the in the the series of Slumber Party Massacre, the one that you really like? Yeah, it's one. the one that I really like. Yeah, that okay, kind of yeah, crosses yeah. over. Yeah, um, okay. I I don't know. I, every time I see somebody log Sorority House Massacre <laughs> from uh, directed by Carol Frank, and they log it like a low star, I just go, "What movie did you watch? I don't understand it. I think that movie is so cool and interesting, and mm-hmm. and not just Oh, like, like it is just one of those kind of an, an entry in those that era of like late 80s slashers. And it does. Mm-hmm. Sort of, I think some of the sequels in this one, they cross over with the slumber party massacre. There's like a killer that sort of ends up in one of the other ones. But I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that one just rules. I think it's so interestingly shot. And I'm really excited for it to be on Blu-ray. Nice. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I remember that one being like quite different. Uh, like all of the other ones, like the original trilogy is very like Roger Corman uh, produced movies. Yeah. And then there's the Jim Wynorski sequels. Totally. And then there's that one, Sorority House Massacre, which feels quite different. It's, I don't know. It's so, um, it's it's like the, so the killer's sort of, I guess there's like a telepathic link of some sort between the killer and the main that. character and, and the movie is shot so interestingly. Interestingly, there's like, like a visually, real, yeah, like there's a care mm-hmm. to the visuals and the synth score and mm-hmm. the way that it kind of like jumps between dream and dream logic and reality. I just feel mm-hmm. like it's doing some really interesting stuff. Um, okay, that it doesn't get credit for. Yeah, it's cool that this is coming out on Blu-ray then, because I also remember watching this and being like, I don't know what the big deal about <laughs> this movie is, and I don't know why Dan likes it this Dan much. Dan also but... really likes Feds, so... <laughs> See, you're very specific, <laughs> you know, but I am too. Yeah. So, you know, that's fine. But no, exactly. if this is coming out on Blu-ray, and it's uh, if it's, like you say, like a movie that is putting in an extra effort visually, the way it's shot and everything, yeah. that's like extra gonna be uh note spell on the blu-ray so totally I, i'm willing to give that one another shot give it another uh, shot around halloween it's sure. also uh it has a new interview with film historian amanda reyes who oh nice we talked to on hoser horror once and is yeah. always a great fountain of knowledge and yeah great when insights. they're on on um bonus features it's always mm-hmm. a good one so yeah very cool um, I don't get, I feel like I don't get super excited about shout or scream factory stuff no, that I know often, the, but yeah, I know yeah. the feeling like, uh, I don't have any releases cause they're not actually, do I have my, I might have like a, uh, a DVD or something cause, uh, it doesn't matter in terms of regions. I, I yeah. can play whatever DVDs, but I don't have Blu-rays cause you know, I can't, Yeah, so I can't really say in terms of quality, but they look always a bit like the, 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 the cover art and they would do those Blu-rays where they put like two movies that mm-hmm. aren't really related on, on like <laughs> one release just to get them out there. Cause they yeah. think people like separately, people might not buy them or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I think shout factory does put out like, I think that 
Like I don't have anything against Shouter Scream Factory, and no. I have a bunch of Scream Factory releases, but I do more basic maybe. I, I maybe, but I I do I do admire that Shout Factory seems to put out a lot of different stuff. Like they do mm-hmm. uh, like Tokusatsu stuff, or they oh, yeah. do the like Super Marionation stuff, and I do like that they have a lot of their releases on like the Shout. There was like a Roku channel for Shout. I don't know if they do that on oh, Twitch yeah. or on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere like else that. now that I don't have Roku, but I always okay. enjoyed being able to pop that open and have a bunch of like access to movies that they've put out. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean they're like a, a big player and they have a lot of cult movies, but they yeah. they definitely don't feel as as boutique. Yeah, you know, as some other ones, which yeah. that's fine. Totally. Um, and then I have a couple others. I saw that there was a Walter Hill eight disc hard box from imprint and i've seen i guess i've only seen two of these movies imprint. but is that indicator uh isn't that like a, a label from indicator is imprint? it i i think so imprint i think so too you're probably right <laughs> i mean i'm not a hundred percent sure but yeah um let me google that while we're talking but so the movies in this are Hard Times, Driver, Long Riders, Extreme, Prejudice, Johnny Hansen, and Broken Trail. Mm-hmm. Um, I still need to get to Hard Times and the Driver and the Long Riders, actually. But I love Extreme Prejudice and Johnny Hansen. So I thought yeah. I would just bring that up. Uh, is, is, this might be like an Australian label. Via Vision Entertainment has informed us that it plans to release a 7 disc Blu-ray box set with six films directed by Walter Hill which will mm. be part of the imprint collection. So is this like an Australian release then? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Walter, Walter Hill is, he has a, a lot of like big titles. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not necessarily a fan of a lot of them, but I also really enjoy Extreme Prejudice. Oh, it's so, so good. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah. I'm not a Western guy necessarily, even though mm-hmm. this is more like a, a modern Western, which is yeah. basically all that Walter Hill did well not all but mostly what he did no yeah um and this is like a movie really up his alley and it's it's super hard-boiled and yeah it's it's really good yeah i would say that you're right that walter hill is known for being a director where you can kind of go like almost every movie they made was a western you could conceivably say like 48 hours there's you know the warriors you know red heat there's southern comfort all these things have like i mean this is no secrets like he he even says like he's a huge western fan so (laughs) totally um but uh yeah johnny handsome's really good too never seen Um, him it's it's maybe I think maybe I was expecting more action oriented of a movie, but I still really mm. enjoyed it. Um, and I felt like it kind of, it took a hold on me by the end of it. I remember being like, am I going to like this? Am I liking mm-hmm. this for a good portion? And then being like, actually, I think I did like this by okay. the end of it. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Um, and then I just wrote that Arrow video is putting out this movie called Fighting Back from 1982, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I'm not sure if it's been on anything, but it's like a vigilante movie from 82. That's yeah. pretty pretty good. I, I thought it was pretty solid. So worth a look. Yeah. yeah, that might be another one that until now was only on VHS. I, I feel like maybe I haven't seen it, so I can't say. Yeah. Sure, but yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so what ones did you have? 
Uh, I, I mean, I saw, I saw a couple of releases that might be worth commenting on. I, I saw there's a couple more Hong Kong releases announced, like Radiance just announced uh, some releases. Yes. I don't know if you can pre-order them already, but one of the releases was A Moment of Romance, which is a Hong Kong uh, heroic bloodshed movie with Andy okay. Lau. Uh, that is pretty solid. And I, I think it was Eureka that is putting out uh, these two movies, these two Chow Yun-Fat gangster movies, uh, Tragic Hero and Rich and Famous, which, again, are like heroic bloodshed movies. And I've, I've only seen the first one, uh, but but I always forget which is the first one of those. Um, I remember it also being pretty decent. Um, but this just more emphasizes the fact that where are the John Woo <laughs> mm. movies on Blu-ray uh, from these publishers? And I also brought this up in the Discord, and uh, apparently it's a it's a rights thing. Interesting that keeps them from happening. There's a few John Woo, uh, Woo movies on Blu-ray, um, but like older ones, uh, not the stuff that everyone knows, like The Killer, Hard Boiled, uh, A Better Tomorrow, uh, One, Two, Three. Even though he only directed. The first mm-hmm. Um, a bullet to the head like none of those are on blu-ray interesting and those are like some of the most known and and well-liked and and amazing uh hong kong action movies okay um so i was googling it and i found this like um a a thread on on reddit uh someone saying that it is in fact a rights issue so uh you've got uh what what does this guy say successor to golden princess uh who put out these films uh, okay. They went out of business and they sold uh, the the Asian rights, but not the North American or European rights before dissolving. Uh, everything is up in the air. Um, one other guy chimes in and says, like, supposedly the successor company that ended up owning the rights is a real estate conglomerate and they they don't even want to deal with the, le- the licenses uh, unless mm. someone pays, like, crazy amounts of money. Uh, and according to them... Kino Lorber approached approached them in 2022, maybe 2021, uh, with an offer, but it didn't go anywhere. So okay. it's just like someone holding on to those and not allowing or bothering to to let that stuff happen, which is a crime because you know yeah. I, I have a couple of John Woo movies on on DVD, but you know they could use the upgrade. So totally. Uh, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. If. Uh... If somebody was uninitiated with heroic bloodshed, yeah, you know, would you point basically to like hard boiled and the killer and stuff like that, bullet yeah. in the head, or or is there any other ones that you would say like like oh, starter I'm sure, pack? <laughs> I'm sure. There, I'm sure there's other ones. I mean, you've got the Ringo Lamb movies. That's also her, heroic bloodshed, but less heroic. I would say like Ringo Lam movies are pretty um, nihilistic. Mm. Uh, there's more like a, a, a romantic a romanticism around like violence and being a hero and everything in the uh, John Woo, uh, Chow Yun-Fat movies. Um, but yeah, those two directors in particular, also they, they, they went on to do like Hollywood movies. So obviously those are like the two big names. In terms of heroic bloodshed, um, other than those two, I mean, there's there's probably some. I've seen actually. There's this guy. Uh, he used to be like a a Shaw Brothers uh, 
I want to say like mostly supporting actor. He would show up in a bunch of like Lao Kar Lung movies. Uh, Wang Lung Wei is his name. And he also directed a couple of movies that mostly remained under the radar. Uh, he's got a couple of good ones. Um, I remember this really obscure Uncle Fury that I watched. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a couple more, but I'm kind of blanking on them now. I don't know. Just go to my letterbox, letterbox.com slash psychopike and check the bottom of the page. I've got a tag, Hong Kong. You'll see all my reviews for Hong Kong movies and you will definitely find some like heroic bloodshed stuff there um, that is nice. still under the radar and pretty good. Um, yeah. Do that. Yeah, Fury <laughs> looks cool. Fury is, is, is quite cool, especially like no one knows about this movie. Like, and even, even I, I was just kind yeah, of on like, a, a, a bit of a rabbit hole with that director because I had seen probably Fury and then a couple of others. Um, he did some good stuff. Uh, yeah. Interesting. You, you, you were the first review in 2018, but now there's like a, you know, there's a, a couple, a handful of reviews. Yeah. Like three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like 10 more reviews. So, okay. People are starting to find it good nice yeah i'm looking at my dig those holes no actually (laughs) in terms of heroic writing wrongs it's sort of like a mix of heroic bloodshed and with martial arts elements because you've got yim biao in there as well um Mm -hmm. i mean the jackie chan police story movies i i don't know if i would call that that's that's too reliant on stunts for me to consider it heroic bloodshed and and, and like someone like a performer who really knows um martial arts and you know uh, yeah i put that fury movie on a list of movies with under 100 views i think because i'd asked you like hey what's a bunch of good stuff oh yeah, yeah yeah um and I'm now realizing that I've only seen 30 out of like 70 of those movies. And I was like, I should just knock a bunch of those out because <laughs> I know that I got you to add a bunch of like Hong Kong stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah like, and, like really John Woo just embodies the heroic bloodshed thing so much. It's really hard for me. Like I look at movies like in the line of duty, you know, these like police action movies, but, but they still feel different because of, you know, it's like Yumu Ping directing it, and that instantly makes it different. Like, um, there's also like a mellow, dramatic aspect to John Woo movies that just further emphasizes, you know, the, mm. uh, the the tragedy and the intense emotions of the stuff that goes on in these heroic bloodshed plots. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Just start with John Woo. Yeah, probably. You know, the only way is down, kind of. But you might find some um, some hidden gems. Like the, the the movie I just mentioned, Fury, is a pretty yeah. good heroic bloodshed movie. Definitely in the vein of uh, John Woo style stuff. Cool. So, yeah. What uh, you had some releases you wanted to show oh, off yeah. as okay. well? Okay, I'll, I'll I'll just say that the Sony Chiba Street Fighter collection just came out from Arrow. Um, first of those is a if you if you like action movies, uh, it's like Sony Chiba doing a Bruce Lee almost like he, he he pushes it so much it almost kind of becomes a comedy the way he does it the bruce lee thing but it's still an amazing movie the first street fighter uh and then i've got sort of a uh i don't know uh a, a tip for people who are into hong kong cinema this movie that i really like 
it's uh i also wrote about this movie on on the back row site like way in the beginning yeah uh in an article about female robocop ripoffs uh so this movie just came out on blu-ray in germany uh i love maria aka robo force and this is the first time this has come out on blu-ray in europe america whatever doesn't matter uh and it has the original cantonese uh uh like language track and the English dub and it has English subtitles. So, you know, if you want this movie, it is available now on Blu-ray. You just have to go to like Amazon Germany, Amazon.de and you Mm. can order it. And it has like, you can select between uh, three different covers and it's not that expensive. Might be with shipping to America. I don't know, or, you know, Mm. uh, wherever you live. Um, but the Blu-ray itself was like, I don't know, like 20, 24 euros, I want to say, for one day, maybe 88 or Eureka or whoever. or This feels like a Vinegar Syndrome kind of movie even. Uh, they might also pick this up. So if you want to wait it out, fine. But if you don't, um, you know, you can get it now. And I'm, I'm really happy to have this on Blu-ray because this is maybe the movie that kicked off my Hong Kong obsession, which nice. people have told me that that's a really weird one to send you down the <laughs> rabbit hole because it's unlike anything else. And it's such a weird tonal mismatch of a bunch of stuff. And But that that's what I go for. So, uh, you know, um, it's uh, directed by... David Chung and Choi Hark and Choi Hark is in it uh, and you can tell uh, that he had a lot of a lot to do with it produced by written by co-directed and starring so it has that like that manic Choi Hark energy that you will see in his movies uh, and and yeah the main character is a female Robocop she's played by Sally Ye who is uh, people will know her from the killer she's like the female lead who goes blind and Chow Yun Fat, yeah, you know, uh, watch the color if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you you can get this on Blu-ray now, no, and I highly recommend it. I love Maria, aka Robo Force. Nice. That's it for me. Awesome. Well, let's dive into some crud recommendations. Crud. Where we're gonna pick some movies off of each other's lists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Uh, no, <laughs> no, it's just, just making it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you not have anything? Because I have, I can ask you. If you well, want. I do have one, um, that I wanted Shoot. to ask you about. Cause I, I watched a couple horror movies the other day. Um, I saw, yeah. starting to feel a little horror esque. Okay. And, yeah. you know, I've never seen the Devonsville terror from 1983 Ooh. by, uh, Uli Lamel. And okay. it's been a movie that I've kind of like had on VHS and had on my radar, but never seen. So I'm interested. Yeah. The Devonsville terror. I, I've seen one Uli Lamel movie before, uh, the boogeyman. That's um, it for me too. Yeah, it's been like, I don't know, like eight, nine years ago I saw The Boogeyman. I yeah. remember being kind of underwhelmed. But now I'm like, based on the Devonsville terror, uh, I want to watch uh, another movie he did called Olivia, uh, which people yeah. seem to quite like. Uh, so I I've heard watch. that's good. Yeah, I will watch that soonish. But yeah, yeah. No, Devonsville terror is this uh, folklore witches that are 
yeah, you know, like folklore subgenre kind of horror. It's about these witches that got executed way back when. And that is like the sort of the prologue of the movie. And then in present day, 1983, I think that movie is from uh, these three women who bear a resemblance. Well, not just a resemblance. It's basically the same actresses (laughs) show up in present day Devonsville. And it's it's sort of like a, I want to say a revenge movie. It's it's like the reincarnations of the witches and what happened to them and the way it plays out. But it's a very it's a very strange movie. Like the vibe is very odd and stilted and and acting as well. It's uh, but but it's that vibe that really worked for me in combination with everything is. I, I, I'm trying to remember where that movie was shot, but it's like Midwest, it feels like. Uh, and it's all very, very autumn-esque. So this would be a really good October or, you know, like fall, um, Halloween pick, I would say. Sweet. Uh, and one of the characters in it is Paul from Cheers, <laughs> which I always, I don't know why I get kind of got a kick of seeing like Cheers actors or like sitcom yeah. actors show up in horror movies you know there's a bunch of cheers people who show in horror <laughs> movies you've got the uh in the house series like i believe in the yes. first one you've got george went george went and then in the second one it's uh john ratzenberger, ratzenberger yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like when the, the the what's his name the actor who plays uncle leo in seinfeld yes he will just like pop up in random horror movies <laughs> in, in the 80s 90s 70s even yeah uh Whenever you see that guy, you just can't help but think, hey, Jerry. Yeah. (laughs) um, Devonsville Terror. Yeah, I don't know. I really like that movie, but I can see that not hitting for everyone because it's a very Mm -hmm. specific vibe. Like I said, it feels all very stilted and... um, Yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. Donald Pleasance is in it. It's interesting because I've seen the art and the vhs and stuff for years and years and years which and I one don't know, uh, for the devonsville terror like yeah, the, the the cover that is on leatherbox now with like the, with like the hand. Yeah. yeah i've seen that a lot and i feel like i've seen the logo a lot with like mm-hmm. and 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 i i don't even know if i knew it was uli lamel but mm-hmm. i kind of just saw i think i always just kind of wrote it off as looking kind of like a stuffy older movie from that kind of art i mean and, a little bit and being like oh whatever but uh, honestly it's it's like pretty stacked in terms of like my mutual star ratings okay yeah like almost everyone that i'm seeing in in activity from friends are giving it three and a half four yeah Yeah. so okay yeah i gotta i gotta check it out it's pretty short as well i feel like most most uli lomo movies are pretty Mm -hmm. short um and this one also has a it feels very feminist okay like almost a little accidentally so but i saw that the so uli Lomo's wife is Susanna love and she is the main character in this movie she stars in a bunch of his movies uh i believe she wrote the devonsville terror i don't know what else or which of his movies she might have also written um but that might be part of it the, the fact that the script came from her basically um but there's a lot of stuff in there that you can link to like very um ahead of its time kind of 
feminism uh, for a for a, what kind of looks like a stuffy uh, horror movie. Um, mm. Like it's eighty three, but it feels it feels quite seventies. Okay. So. Yeah, one of the interesting things about Uli Lamel that I always um, was surprised to learn that he's German. Um, well, not that he's German, but with that, he was like kind of, you know, he acted in Warner Warner Fassbender films and was I didn't even of, know about that. Yeah, like I know, I think maybe, I think maybe it was a Matt Lynch review. I read a review of some point of one of their earlier reviews, yeah. uh, movies, um, yeah, yeah, Tenderness of the Wolves, which is like a, yeah, one of their German movies that's like a bleak movie. And I remember thinking like, really, the guy that like did so much junk like because when my my experience with uli lamel was i saw the boogeyman you know in my yeah. in high school and then i saw all the straight to video stuff that his name ended up being attached to like yeah. zodiac killer and like just really junky movies this this person had like a really different start to their career than i thought <laughs> yeah like the if you look at his recent movies, either like a bunch of Boogeyman sequels. I, I like the cover for Return of the Boogeyman. It has yeah. like looks very like um, fuck. Uh, what are those movies called? The Disney movies, Boogity something. Yeah, yeah. Mister Boogity and, yeah. <laughs> and the Bride of Boogity. <laughs> uh, he's also got this movie called Overkill, which is more of an action movie, like late eighties. Okay. Uh, that looks interesting to me. Um, oh, it does it, look it, good. It says here that I've watched it. I don't know based on what I th- I thought I watched it, but I don't remember having seen this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, oh, I'm going to check Tokyo that out. Tokyo Cop is sent to Los Angeles. It sounds good. Okay. It sounds like my kind of bullshit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Curtis I'm, has seen it. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's that's his bread and butter. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's such a good. Like, I love it. Curtis, you've seen so many movies. I love it so much. Every time I look at something that I think is just so obscure that maybe I'll program for Time Bandits like Thursdays stuff. or something. Yeah, a lot of action. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'll be like, oh, Curtis has seen it. Is it any good? I got to check out their review. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. In the Lord's work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to check out that one. And Olivia, definitely, because I've never seen it. And, and people seem like pretty predominantly positive about it uh in in my mutual list anyway yeah um all right devon's Terror, check it out yeah yeah i I really like that that yeah uh what are you picking on my list oh yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah i saw that you're watching some like more modern horror movies and i still haven't seen the new hellraiser movie okay um i am interested in seeing it because apparently it's the first good, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing air quotes, good yeah. Hell, Hellraiser movie since I don't know when. Like what do you mm-hmm. consider the, the last good Hellraiser movie? Because well, yeah, I haven't seen all of them, but yeah. it, it, my gut says <laughs> Hellraiser 1. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, I want to say fair, but that's actually kind of harsh because I, I know a lot of people like 2 and, and, and people 3. People like 2. And 3 also. Even. I don't think too is is that great but i i also no, haven't seen same. it in a long time same but it's not like on the level of like at one point they're putting out hellraiser movies that the script wasn't even hellraiser yeah. but they made it hellraiser just to keep the license 
Yeah, you know? there's, a, there's a lot of that of like we had a detective script and then we put some yeah Hellraiser yeah, stuff in yeah. there. Those kind of shenanigans, <laughs> but this is like a proper yeah adaptation of of the original Clive yeah. Barker stuff. So I want to say I will preface talking about Hellraiser 2022 with saying that just before watching Hellraiser 2022, I watched the new Scream. Yeah. Movie. Okay. I wanted to ask um, about that as well. So just go ahead. So I'll, <laughs> I'll bundle these up together. So yeah. without spoiling, um, I just think that these movies, like this one, the last one I did not really like very much. And this one I did not. Scream, you much. mean? Scream. Mm. I didn't like the last one. I didn't really like Scream 6 either. Um, I have not seen a Scream movie since I want to say maybe two. I've seen okay. maybe the, the second one, but that's I'm it. a defender of three. People okay. hate three. Okay, no but I love it. it. Probably, um, yeah. Four, I remember being disappointed with in in theaters. Five, I did not care for at all. And this is the same people who made five. Um, mm. They were also the directors of uh, Ready or Not. Mm. Um, Are there six or seven screen movies now? Six. One, two, three, four are the numbered ones, and then there's Scream, which was five, and then there's now oh. this one, which is Scream. Oh, six. okay. So it's yeah, that's probably what confused me because yeah. like the the last one is was that just 2022 Scream. came out last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This came out last year. The one before it came out the year before, I believe. Uh, twenty twenty. No, yeah, twenty twenty two. And this mm-hmm. one is the new one okay and the one before that is four and that came out when like 10 years that ago? came out like or a lot earlier than that that came out in the the late 2000s i want to say let's see 2011 let's see. maybe for 2011 you got it yeah okay 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 so, so. the last one i didn't <laughs> like this one um so i don't want to spoil the opening of this movie if you really, really, really don't want any kind of context of anything in the opening of of the new Scream, skip ahead right now and I'll make it very quickly. They sort of reveal a killer at the beginning of the movie. And I thought, like, this is going to be amazing. You know, it's not going to be a whodunit for the whole movie. OK, what an amazing wrench you might be throwing into this movie. And then they pull back from it. Um, and I just kept thinking while watching this movie, like. The original Scream and the trilogy, the trilogy, I like the whole trilogy. The original mm-hmm. one works so well because it it is Kevin Williamson's script, Williamson's script about like the meta stuff and the characters commenting on it. That's really funny and entertaining. Mm-hmm. But like Wes Craven is a great filmmaker and mm-hmm. the suspense sequences that they build in those movies, even the third one, there's some really, really cool and exciting, suspenseful filmmaking. And I feel like all that they have really pulled from the original is the meta stuff. And they haven't I done see. anything with it. They're just like, like the tagline for this is New York, new rules. And I'm like, these rules are not new. They're like, <laughs> it's a franchise now. Everyone's a kid. Everyone's a target. We could all die. And I'm like, you said that in two. It's a sequel. Everyone can die. And, it's, and it, if it was an ongoing joke that they were always saying the same rules, I feel like that'd be amazing. Uh-huh. But it's really not. It's just like, there's, there's no twist to the like last the last movie was it's a remake or a requel yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. A sequel, but and then they say like there's always going to be the the tropes and the fan references and these things are going to happen but none of that stuff ever actually like does any impact on the movie it just turns into a it's a whodunit it's yeah. a slasher and 
there's going to be a really ridiculous sort of twist. And it's kind of like, that's not what the first movie is so perfect. Like the, the reveal in scream one with Matthew Lillard going so over the top and stuff is really entertaining and fun. Yeah. yeah. But it's like the performance is it's like, you know, it's not it's just that it's a whodunit reveal. And I feel like that's the only thing that they've cultivated yeah, yeah. from the series. Missed the point. Uh, you also just yeah. got to make like a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, please, please give the series to, I don't know. Maybe I, I didn't really like ready or not. And so maybe I'm a little biased about these filmmakers, but like yeah. give it to somebody that has some interesting, like chops to make some really cool set pieces. I really don't remember. This is not a memorable movie for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so going into Hellraiser 2022, did I have some low expectations? <laughs> Yes, it's like yes, me, I and, did. me and um, the age old story of me following up Night of the Dribbler with Rockula and loving yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <That's> the text. <laughs> so Hellraiser was directed by David Bruckner, who did The Ritual mm -hmm. and The Night House. Both movies that I thought were interesting, but didn't ultimately think were that great. Um, I think David Bruckner their movies struggle in the finale for me, those other two movies, especially. Uh, and this what else one, did he do? So the ritual, the oh, night yeah, the house, um, and then the signal and a bunch of anthology stuff. I've not seen any so of these. Night house is interesting, um, okay. but it really does not nail the landing. And the oh, ritual was heard of kind of the same thing. Okay. Um, and so this, movie i feel like hellraiser 2022 has got a lot of flack for like it isn't necessarily a great clive barker movie yeah because the original hellraiser and clive barker's writing is all kind of wrapped up in like you know sexual you know masochistic kink stuff mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, i definitely. don't know a lot about his writing because i haven't read much of it but i just know that that's a big part of it and this movie yeah. is very much like not addressing much of that it's more of just like he, we made a new hellraiser movie and we're not you know there's not a lot of that like in the original movie you have all the the relationship with like the woman and frank and like there's mm -hmm. a lot of like desire and like they're gonna keep doing this puzzle you don't really get a feeling in the new hellraiser of like why is she so drawn to this Okay. Box other than they're they have one reason and it's just kind of a simple reason that makes sense, but it's it's not that interesting. Okay. Um but it's a little stylish. It has they're going for something, and I was kind of <laughs> in the mood of just like you're going for something. That's more than what I just watched. So <laughs> I'll more give than it most to you. people do. They don't go for something. <laughs> yeah. It it was it's too long, but uh. honestly, I thought it was totally fine. And I'll probably forget. I'll probably forget most of it, but yeah, I thought it was pretty all right. I did not think it was that very bad at all. I thought it was just, you know, I I thought the attempts at style from Bruckner were were good enough. Mm -hmm. It you know, it's kind of an addiction story, which I think a lot of people were like, oh, we need another movie with a drug addict or whatever. But I thought it was all a perfectly fine setup. Mm -hmm. to get somebody involved in the Hellraiser puzzle box. And yeah. I think by the end of it, it becomes kind of convoluted and stupid a little bit. And it's kind of like, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I got what I came here for. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I'm looking for in a Hellraiser movie. Like I'm, I'm just more curious because it's a new Hellraiser movie and it's not yeah. like a terrible direct-to-video. Yeah. Barely I, I would Hellraiser say it's, it's maybe the. Okay, it, I would probably maybe put it up with Hellraiser two. Okay. Like yeah. Hellraiser one, I love. I think is just like so amazing, and and as much as Hellraiser is like a known quantity. Mm-hmm. I still think it's every time I watch Hellraiser, I go, I can't believe this is a movie that got lumped in with like Jason and Freddie as like pinhead. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like this is such a, such a fascinating, like artistic, like truly wild movie. And it's like, and then people were like, pinhead, he's like Jason. Ha ha. And you're like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. that's the, the pitfall of making an iconic, like memorable, like a really well-designed film. Yeah. People will be like, Ooh, I like the, totally. the one thing with and the pins yeah <laughs> say the line bart yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and i think hellraiser 2 my memory of it is that it has some really amazing special effects but i didn't really care for what it was getting exactly. at yeah like and all, the, like, all yeah. the stuff that takes place in hell is amazing in mm-hmm. the second one but other than that i don't know it's just like a kind of a retread but that yeah. works it's like hellraiser well. one Two and twenty twenty two are like tied as like three stars. Good. What fine. about three? And then oh yeah, you know what? Three. I do really like three. <laughs> Pretty fun, right? I mean, yeah. it's a it's a stupid one. <laughs> yeah, but, I know. completely forgot about three when I said oh the first the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, three is like a, like a classic Anthony Hickok Hickok's entertaining bullshit movie. Yeah, I rewatched that. I want to say recently and like loved it so you know what (laughs) hellraiser one hellraiser three two two and 2022 are tied and then the rest i have no real experience with okay so have you never gambled on no i haven't rolled those those dice yet even Mm. (laughs) yeah okay i was going to i watched hellraiser three and i was like i gotta watch that one with adam scott and then i didn't (laughs) (laughs) i think i put that one on once but i just wasn't feeling it because it's not even like they say it's Hellraiser in space, but not that much of it is in space. Um, yeah. Because I was like hopeful for, you know, a stupid space movie, you know, like Leprechaun yeah. in space, Jason X, whatever. Um, it's it's not even that. Yeah. And you're like, Hellraiser 3 is the stupid good one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've already had the stupid one. So yeah. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hellraiser 3 is great. What a good yeah, movie. I, yeah. I mean, guys shooting I, CDs and stuff. Yeah, I think we talked about that when I revisited it in Maybe. October and I was saying like it's one of those it's one of those movies that just the same thing gets said for years of like somewhere in the 90s a horror bro was like this movie sucks it's got a CD Cenobite whatever and then for <laughs> 20 years people were like haha CD Cenobite that movie sucks you're like no it rules what are you talking about <laughs> see the opposite was happening here people were like yo you gotta see this movie this guy shoots CDs and stuff <laughs> yeah it's it's like the Jason thing it's like haha that Jason movie where he turns out it's not even Jason that's fucking bullshit worst yeah, movie yeah, of the yeah, series yeah. and you're like no that's like one of the most like unhinged weird ones that's why it's interesting <laughs> yeah yeah you know people. all right so mm. hellraiser 2022 
maybe okay. do what I did and wait a year and then watch a bad movie and you'll think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've waited a year. So uh, yeah. next time I watch a bad movie, I will put on Hellraiser, mm-hmm. a new one, next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to soften the blow. Okay, so uh, anything else you want to know you, about I, my because, stuff? Oh, so because of the show, I think I would be remiss to not bring up something tokusatsu adjacent and so i gotta <laughs> know okay. about smoking causes coughing from quentin uh, Dupieux. yeah okay yeah good call um so quentin Dupieux, uh aka monsieur oiseau mm-hmm. um french musician uh like yeah. uh electronic i don't know what i don't even want to call it like edm it's it's actually he makes different kind of music like it's monsieur oiseau Music, I feel, is different than the other stuff he does, which is more yeah. like it's like soulful um, s- music. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he, he, like, he, he, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, I I, I like um, his music a lot, and I would say, like, blew up for the song "Flat Beat" with the, yeah, which is weird, the, you know. Um, no, but he like that's not yeah. his only thing. Like, he's, like, he's a pretty multi talented guy to be honest. totally and his first album analog worms attack definitely has that like 90s sort of you know not jungle but sort of like um techno jungle mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. kind of like breakbeat sort of but For artistic sure. kind of interesting and then the later years they really get kind of more influenced by like the the like um yeah more like edm a little bit more like intense but like chopped up and yeah and and i like a lot of their albums and so when they turned to directing i was kind of i think when rubber came out i was like when i realized it was like oh this is the guy that makes that like the the french dj music yeah (laughs) whoa (laughs) weird (laughs) yeah yeah definitely uh i remember when rubber came out it's just like uh, a sentient tire sure <laughs> whatever yeah. uh and then he did a couple more movies uh i wasn't like fully on board with rubber i think it's like i remember thinking it was a little rough like okay cool concept but this you know this feels kind of stretched out for a movie um, yeah but it has been a very long time and i don't know if mm. i was entirely open to it um but i've been like watching his movies ever since i saw wrong uh wrong cops um reality which is also really good um mm-hmm. and and this is his latest one uh, smoking causes coughing which is it, it's basically an anthology movie but it okay. is only like three three segments and the third segment is also the the wraparound segment this is like the largest part uh and it is basically about a tokusatsu team, about a specifically like Sentai team. It's these five members. Uh, they don't have like different colors, you know, like the Power Rangers. Okay. Um, but they're all lying in these blue, extremely like, especially the helmets are just like inspired by the original Super Sentai team from 75, Go Ranger. It's uncanny. Um, but they're superpower is using they all have different code names and it's all like you know tobacco and other like harmful substances that you can find in cigarettes and stuff 
and they use like smoke to kill monsters. Um, but that's not even the the the, the most of the movie isn't like very tokusatsu or like even fights like it's at the start definitely okay like the first i don't know like i want to say like 50 minutes um they use like their smoke to blow up a monster and there's like blood everywhere and like holy shit what's going <laughs> on here this is amazing um but then they get like a call from their commander and they're like, yeah, we're sending you on a retreat, uh, team building stuff. And they go to the woods and they start telling like stories or they try and <laughs> start telling stories. Uh, and that's when the, the new, like the first segment that isn't a, a part of the, the, the wraparound hmm. the segment begins. It's just like a, a, you know, like campfire tales, you know? Uh, and then there's another one later on and then they go back to the wraparound thing and then the movie ends it's like a pretty short movie it was quite interesting it's like it's it's a very quentin dupieux movie for sure Mm -hmm. it has his uh you know dark sense of humor all the way through has some cool practical effects um another like funny thing like seeing this movie and he basically decided to do a tokusatsu sentai movie sort of you know like yeah. inspired by in parts um and then i don't know i i feel like I, I i can't like find any confirmation of this anywhere like i know some tokusatsu aired in france in the mm-hmm. 80s, like the 1984 season in japan bioman which is a really good one. Mm. That one was the first one that aired in France. And then they did two follow-up seasons where they took like different seasons of Super Sentai and just called them Bioman 2, Bioman 3, even though it's not Bioman, whatever. <laughs> so that stuff all aired in France and a bunch more Tokusatsu, um, which made me think like he probably saw some of that stuff growing up as well yeah. and got inspired there. And even looking back on Rubber, so I've seen a bunch of Tokusatsu by now and I've seen a couple of different episodes of different shows where there will be like a tire monster and in some scenes it's mm-hmm. just like a sentient tire running around or like you know like um wheeling around killing people and whatever and you look at that stuff and you're like okay that's that's just rubber i'm just i'm just seeing rubber yeah. before rubber happened and it like it makes sense yeah yeah is it going back that much like was he like actually as a child uh into those shows and even rubber like mm-hmm. without anyone re- realizing it was him as a child seeing one of those episodes thinking like sentient rubber <laughs> this is so you know unforgettable and it just kind of always stuck with him yeah maybe. So, you know, uh, and, and, and this movie smoking causes coughing just reinforces my suspicion that this guy, yeah. is because that's sicko. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. It's worth checking out. I want to see it. I, it's funny. I liked rubber and, and I saw wrong at a film festival in 2012. Mm-hmm. And I was, I think I was just like in the right place primed for that type of absurdity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know some people when Wrong came out, it was very divisive. It was like oh, there's okay. people that really hated it, and there's some. I remember people that really, really liking Wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I actually really fell off keeping up mm-hmm. with their Reality movies. Is, you should also definitely check out Reality. It's a very yeah. interesting movie. Yeah, okay. Very, very Quentin Dupieux. <laughs> yeah. He, so he, like he he can't. He's like one of those directors. He can't not be one hundred percent himself, and you see it in every movie. It's just like 
unfiltered Quentin Dupieux sense of humor, yeah. dark, weird shit. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. I, I I really I I I know they they've been making tons of movies, Deerskin, Mandibles, Reality. Keep an eye out. Like I feel like they've been very prolific, and I just kind of wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll check that out as well. But uh, I'm, 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 I, there's probably like a couple I haven't seen. Like actually, mm-hmm. I haven't seen Deerskin and Mandibles. So I guess yeah, I those just, are a bit more recent. Yeah, I guess I did forget to check out a couple of them. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Smoking causes coughing. Good stuff. Yeah. And. and I kind of talked about two. Do we want to leave it at that and get into questions? Yeah, sure. Let's do questions. All right. Let's do calls from the public. All right. We talk about movies and you ask us questions about movies and you can do so in our discord. If you go to credbuddies.club. The first question comes from Rudeldale. They uh, are looking for cruddy murder mystery recommendations and whodunits. Um, when we were going to record last, it was around Easter and, and Rudeldale said that they, they like to watch whodunits around Easter. So maybe for next Easter, we'll have some Too recommendations <laughs> that they'll want to watch. <laughs> I mean, we can just talk about like, who, like, how do you feel about whodunits? Are you a big fan of whodunits? I do really like whodunits and mysteries. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think I really like the ones that sort of play on the genre Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously the things that that are at the top of my mind when someone says whodunits are stuff like Clue, Death Trap, Sleuth, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And those are all I feel like things where it's like there's twists on twists, or there's like you know some kind of a you know tweak to it, like Death Trap being about making a a murder mystery um, yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Clue being like, there's all these different endings. So, you know, but uh, even something just like I know you recommended a long time ago, a couple of years ago, The Last of, of Sheila. Yeah. From 1973. And then, I, you know, that was just like a really satisfying whodunit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's definitely yeah. on, the, on the top of my head. Thinking about like whodunits, I really enjoy that one. Like in general, I enjoy whodunits. I en- enjoy good mystery, but more than I feel like a lot of time when I'm watching them, I'm like, Either you can sort of tell who's it going to be or at the end, when, the way it plays out. Mm-hmm. Like there's always like a misdirect. So you, you sort of know it's it's hard to be surprised by a lot of them. Um, so what I really like is movies that have stupid twists, like twists yes. on twists on twists, just to the point it becomes um hard to buy even like yeah they're just being stupid now and doing too much <laughs> like a movie that came to mind is shattered have okay. you ever seen that one with uh, uh tom berenger no uh yes that's the wolfgang wolfgang peterson, peterson movie. movie yeah that mm-hmm. movie gets so stupid. outrageous by the end of it yeah exactly <laughs> in a good way in a good yeah, way yeah yeah i still think about that movie sometimes just because how stupid it becomes at the end. I'm like, yes, this is exactly how I want my murder mystery or, or whodunit or whatever. It's, yeah. just, it's just ridiculous. Um, I thought almost that you were maybe about to bring up Mind Hunters. Uh, the um, Renny Harlan one. Yeah, which that, 
that's a very good kind of stupid also <laughs> yeah and now the, and because you were saying like movies with twists on twists and that yeah, are so yeah, stupid yeah. and so obviously stupid and twists on twists my head went straight Mind to Mind Hunters. Hunters. Yeah, but that sure. is kind of um kind of a whodunit sure and yeah. there is a lot of twists in it yeah um, yeah and Definitely. i really in, enjoy it and it is kind of kind of like rennie harlan doing clue <laughs> yeah clue for dummies yeah exactly <laughs> um i yeah, i for... also really like april fool's day mm-hmm. yeah me too. which is which is a movie that slasher fans really don't like but i think if you watch it under <sighs> I and, think... and i understand that because of the way it plays out there's a there's a twist to the end that makes people feel robbed but i think yeah. if you watch it from the perspective of like an agatha christie who done yeah, it yeah. what's going on i don't think that the ending robs it of any entertainment no no <laughs> I, I think even if you feel robbed on the first time the second time you might be softer on it yeah knowing it's, it's, it's not fun the kind of movie you want it to be or whatever yeah but it, on its own, it just works and it's fun. Yeah, I've always enjoyed April. Fool's I think Day. it's funny. I think the characters are entertaining and great cast, great like great, amazing, extremely eighties cast. cast like Denver Foreman. Yeah. Um, what's the actor who plays Biff Tannen in Back to the Future? Uh, again? Griffin O'Neill, mm-hmm. uh, Clayton Roner. Clayton Roner, very eighties. Yeah, <laughs> them seeing seeing him show up in movies. Totally. Yeah, who is the who is the guy that plays? Um, yeah, great question. Yeah, that's going to bother me. <laughs> Thomas Wilson. Thomas F. Wilson. Yes. There you go. Um, yeah, great. Great movie. Yeah, I like it a lot. <laughs> what, uh, any others come to mind for you? or? Um, I mean, a lot of Jollos or Jolly mm-hmm. uh, are often murder mysteries. Uh, and one that I saw that I quite liked fairly recently it's called nothing underneath uh which is quite, sort oh, yeah. of a late like extremely 80s italian giallo-esque or i gotta see that probably is a giallo um with donald pleasance and it has like telepathically linked twins and it's taking place in i believe milan um mm. in the fashion industry and there's a scene where donald pleasance is eating pasta like dry pasta yes <laughs> without sauce and he at has a like wendy's a, or something and the wendy's in milan and he has like a bunch of bibs on even though there's no sauce on the pasta <laughs> i just can't stop thinking about that scene um, very good yeah i quite like that movie also um yeah other than that i don't know like mind mind hunters is a good one to bring up because i i totally blanked on mind hunters but if you enjoy stupid bullshit and whodunits, yeah. um I think I saw Mindhunter in the theater actually when it came out, thinking it was like whatever. But now with my, um, like, what's the opposite of Gauss? My my crud brain. Yeah, I really enjoy that movie now. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, there's some recommendations if you haven't already seen them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vieras Tallow says, "Give me two movies you wish Godfrey Ho would combine and tell me why they'd be the perfect pair to connect uh-huh. via a phone call." I had a hard time with this because yeah. at first my brain was like, okay, wouldn't it be ridiculous if like something really like horrific was, you know, connected with a phone call to like a kid's movie or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then I was also like, what, what if the movie feds was connected to the movie dark angel? And it's just like Dan's you know, Dan's best movie in the world. Dan's... Two movies they love or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like it doesn't matter how you connect two of those movies. It's just, just yeah, like figure, that's for the writers to figure out. Yeah, no offense in Troop Beverly Hills, just two movies Dan really likes. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about this as if it has to make sense, as if yeah. Godfrey Ho movies when mm-hmm. he puts them together, it, it as yeah. if that made sense or as if that was ever done in a way like, oh, exactly. this is interesting or funny. But no, it's just like yeah, I have some... this footage. <laughs> So. Exactly. <laughs> Somehow Godfrey Hoke um, edited together uh, Feds and Real Genius and made the most comfortable movie for Dan to ever oh, watch. Nice. <laughs> no, that's a sick day movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for you. <laughs> I also really like Real Genius, but yeah. So good. Um, I was thinking also maybe in the context that will make sense. Uh, if you link together two movies, like for example, movie A is fine, but it's missing something. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in movie B, and it's it, it's missing all the other stuff, but it has yes. that thing that movie A is missing. Mm-hmm. And you edit that stuff together, but then again, that's like thinking too logically and too smart yeah. about it. It's not what Jeffrey Ho would, uh, Jeffrey Ho, Godfrey Ho <laughs> would do. Um, His friends call him Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> with j j uh g e o f free d ho um, yeah what what if d i ho what if uh what if somehow they took just the scenes of uncle buck that make uncle buck look like a horrific murderer <laughs> psychopath and then edited those into a movie where they're searching for a serial killer <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty good yeah yeah also, or, or or rather if you take like um Jason takes Manhattan and you edit in a movie that has a shitload of New York city footage. <laughs> so yeah, it actually exactly. becomes a, you know, what it promises. Yeah. You know? Like find a New York slasher and then Not even a slasher. Cause you've got like the slasher elements. Yeah. Already there. You just need New York. So maybe like a, a Larry Cohen mm-hmm. kind of movie. And what if you, what if you took like, didn't Larry Cohen write that movie phone booth? Yep. Okay, there you go. So you make the movie about, you know, phone booth is about <laughs> Colin Farrell's character who yeah. isn't allowed or he can't leave the phone booth. Because every time can... he looks out of the phone booth, it's Jason. Jason's there killing someone. <laughs> Jason's coming for him. That's why he can't leave the phone booth. The phone booth is like his safe house <laughs> yeah. or something. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Yeah, what if you took Q, the winged serpent, and yeah. any reference to the winged serpent you took out and you just had people pointing up in the sky, scared, and then it just cuts to something in their head cut off. <laughs> Not in the sky. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty that's good. A, that's good fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, we did good. Yeah. After all. <laughs> uh, Moldy Locks said, I'd like to know your picks for professions that should get their own scanners films, scanner chef, etc." Yeah, yeah, like uh, Scanner Cop. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love this question because it's a stupid question. For some reason, yeah, more <laughs> stupid, please. Uh, the, <laughs> more the stupid in qu- the vending machine. Yeah. <laughs> my For some reason, my head went to that movie Offbeat with Judge Reinhold. Yeah, where he, in that movie, he, it, it's about a cop, but he is a librarian who works in a library down like underground and he wears roller skate so he can get around really fast to put books back yeah, yeah yeah and i just was thinking like 
all those 80s movies where the main characters had to have the most quirkiest you know jobs ever like i think he also plays saxophone or something that movie yeah it's just might like be, it's yeah. The, the most like 80s i want him riding around on roller skates putting scanning. books back and being unable to control his scanning <laughs> <laughs> blowing people's heads up and the, everyone's like shh we're in a library <laughs> <laughs> and the annoying sound starts like yeah mm-hmm. i'm trying to read yeah when when when, when joe joe aka moldy locks asked that question i was thinking about it in a way that I was like, okay, where in what kind of profession would being able to scan stuff be like beneficial? Yeah. You know? Like like a doctor would be able to scan a person or whatever. But that but was do, like do, does wait, the that... scanner get any information other than the ability to make them die? Yeah, that was my next thought. I was like, wait, <laughs> is th- that's not what scanning is. Scanning is just like going and yeah, someone and ha- someone's the... head explodes. That's yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> Right. So I, I guess if you so. were like in charge of head blowing up, you'd be like, "I got to do this. This yeah, is my yeah, job." Exactly. So maybe it doesn't make sense to approach this like logistically, like you know, what if what, you're a guy like who this? had to get rid of a lot of watermelons. Nice. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> that's another good like uh, you compare the Charles Bronson movie Mister Majestic, where he's a melon farmer yeah. with scanners, and that's another God- Godfrey Ho edit. Gallagher scanner, <laughs> and he doesn't have to use a hammer to blow up his watermelons on stage. You can just scan them. <laughs> you could make a pretty gnarly movie if if it's like taking place in a hospital. You know, like yeah. scanner. I don't know, like OBGYN. Yeah, <laughs> or something. yeah, that would be pretty nasty. <laughs> you know how in Maniac that guy gets their head blown uh-huh. off with a shotgun? Yeah, what's his? Could have just done it as a scanner. Oh yeah, okay. Scanner maniac. I guess that's. I guess the scanners are maniacs. <laughs> yeah, I don't think maniac has a job title. Yeah, I don't know that, if you take it serious enough. And yeah. <laughs> what if instead of professions, you go another route and you go, okay. what would be a fun animal to give scanner abilities? And yeah. then you, that's your movie title. You know, like oh scanner chihuahua, not cats. <laughs> because <laughs> they a would, cat just... would just get mad because a cat will get mad at you for nothing and like give yeah. you a little scratch and walk away if that was a scan <laughs> she's right there forget she... about it <laughs> don't scan me bro <laughs> no um, like i don't know like scanner ape or scanner dog or you know scanner that's shaggy, the thing all animals ape. what's a, what's an animal that la- like they all have that moment where I guess like a dog. Hmm. It's rare that like one of dog your gets well, it's dogs will bite people and stuff. But like I've had yeah. dogs where they never bit me or were mad at me. My entire life relationship, you know, owning that dog sure. because it was like they were just a dog. They're so chill. They were just so happy to get food and stuff. Yeah. So maybe your your odds are best if it's a nice dog that, you know, it won't scan you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you really have to push a dog i feel to really yeah. get on its it'll scan sides. other dogs though you're gonna have a lot so... of dead dogs on your hand oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah what about like chomps you know like a robot dog yeah situation <laughs> that you could program no scanning me please yeah 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 it's like one of the asimov rules you know like no scanning yeah. your owner yeah. <laughs> scanner chomps yeah. This is another Godfrey Hall movie. These are good movies. Yeah. Make 
we'll give you the ideas just make them exactly <laughs> that's um, that that's that for the episode <laughs> thank you for listening please go to crudbuddies.club and you can find us there you can also go to notes from the back row or no just the back row back-row.com we're going to get some more episodes out there and you can of course check the notes uh the podcast notes for our social medias go to letterboxd it's YCKMD for me and Psycho Pike for Carlo. Yes. Yeah. And otherwise, yeah. we'll see you later. Alligator. Alligator. Goodbye. I always forget. I know. It's I'm just, just surprised. now. <laughs>